check on the stream. Make sure the feed is good. Promise one of these days I'm going to get a better modem. <coughs> so I don't have to worry about these streams. Alright, uh, we're going to be doing a fight recap of UFC Fight Night 107. Manawa versus Corey Anderson. Um, it was really really entertaining card had a lot of fun watching it um, I didn't watch all of the all of the prelims um, I actually uh, missed that uh, mark I believe you say I, I believe his last name is a uh, or Diakis. I don't know um, I, I believe he's a hometown guy uh, I went back and watched that that KO uh, I believe they already uploaded on YouTube for free which is kind of Strange. I mean, it was a fight pass card, so it's not that surprising, but uh, I was shocked by that. Uh, that, that was a spectacular KO. Um, that this, uh, he was he was pretty riley at the weigh-ins, and he was kind of giving the guy shit, and the guy just wanted to be friendly and uh, you know shake hands and um, be cordial about his business. And uh, Mark wasn't having none of that. He I think he kind of got in the guy's head and. Uh, kind of got a sense of what the guy was going to be like in the fight and just knew that he was going to be able to starch him right away. Um, he came out, uh, what was that kick he did? I, it was some sort of two-touch kick, um, two-touch spinning kick. It was, I mean, I don't think it landed, but it was really close. Uh, it might even, uh, it might have swiped his face a bit. Um, definitely hit his glove. Uh, it was really impressive, really quick kick. And then I believe right after that, he uh, immediately did a uh, spinning back kick to the body, and that definitely landed flush. Um, sent it, sent the guy back to the cage. Uh, you could hear you could hear the impact. That was it was you know perfect technique, really fast, just on a split second, uh, just threw the kick out there, uh, circled around. I don't think you know I don't think his opponent touched him once in that first round. Um, so they circled around, the guy threw a couple shots at him, completely missed or parried, and uh, then he just uh, threw like a, a counter right hand, I mean I think the guy probably went to throw a hook or something, uh, he just threw a counter right hand, straight right, and uh, knocked the guy out cold, um, perfect, perfect stoppage by the referee, he didn't allow any extra damage, he immediately went in and uh, broke the fighters, uh, so good job by the ref, I'm not sure who was actually reffing at the time, uh, but that was a uh, good job, um, so that was a really, really impressive KO, and then, of course, he did his, uh, his little spinning breakdance deal in the, in the octagon, um, I don't know much about the guy, it was the first fight of his that I've seen, um, I'll have to go back and see, I don't, I don't, this can't be his UFC debut, or else, uh, I'm sure I would have heard about that, they would have been making a big deal about it, um, so I know a lot of people are jumping on the bandwagon and really high on him already now. So uh, I'll have to go back and uh, look at some of his previous fights and see uh, see where he stacks up in the division. Um, the, I, I believe it was a featherweight fight. Um, there's a lot of guys in that division that that can bang. And uh, if he if he has any sort of wrestling base, then I'm sure he's gonna have uh, good a good time up uh, or a good time and by the way uh some interesting fights for that guy um with that athleticism and they just the kicks right right away that we saw and it obviously has quick knockout power too um and he's flamboyant too uh you know a lot of people were criticizing him for the way he acted at the weigh-ins and then uh now everyone's you know uh seeing it as uh you know jeez now everyone's praising him for his knockout and jumping on the bandwagon and uh, uh, calling him the next champ and all that. So it's kind of funny how people can switch up real quick just by how you perform. And uh, so we'll see. Uh, I look forward to watching his career from here on out. I don't know who else you you match him up with at this point. Um, I don't. I don't. He's he's definitely not ranked. Uh, if he is, then. He's got to be number 10, but I think he he might be in the top 15. 
Um, maybe with that knockout, he'll uh, he'll break into the top ten, maybe number ten, number nine. Um, but I haven't seen anything of him. I haven't heard much of him. Uh, so we'll have to we'll have to pay attention to to Mark. Um, and I'll have to look into the the enunciation of his last name so that I don't mix that up. But yeah, impressive impressive performance by him. Uh, I'd like to see him fight. Uh, maybe get one more fight against maybe a lower level guy if he if he wins. Um, I think him versus like someone like Du Ho Choi that'd be interesting. Um, I'd like to see something like that. Uh, other than that, uh, on the prelims, we had uh, Joe Duffy. He headlined the prelim card against, uh, uh, I believe it's uh, Reza Madadi. Uh, probably pronounced that wrong, but it's something along those lines. Uh, this guy, he's pretty scrappy. Um, he stayed in there, uh, was getting picked apart the entire time with e extremely impressive and accurate boxing. Uh, Duffy definitely, you could tell, you could see his pro pro boxing experience and just uh, all of his MMA fights. He's he's had the the upper hand when it comes to um, the hands, uh, and then he's got some really impressive kicks. He's really he he likes to lean over his front leg, um, really heavy on that front leg, and then he'll uh, you know he'll like slip back and throw a head kick or slip back and throw a combination with his hands. Um, so that allows uh, it allows him to play with the uh, distance a lot, and he's really quick, and he's got the he's got the striking to uh, bait guys in and um, mess him up, and you know count, hurt him with counters. And uh, props to Madadi, he took some really big shots in that fight, and he he never really seemed to. I don't I don't remember if he ever got rocked. I'll I'll go back and watch the fight. It wasn't the uh, the most impressive. I mean, it was impressive on Joe Duffy's part, but it wasn't the most uh, memorable fight. So, I remember he uh, he pieced him up pretty good on the feet, and then uh, had him down on the ground, took him down, and um, was working working some top game, uh, uh, wrestling him pretty pretty good, beating him up. Um, so that he got a 30-27. I scored him all three rounds for Duffy. And uh, 30-27, unanimous decision for the judges. Uh, I believe that was Joe Duffy's last fight on his contract. He uh, hasn't looked well. I mean, in his last in his last fight, he cleaned someone up really quick in it with a triangle choke. Um, he clearly won against this guy, and uh, he just had the one minor setback against Dustin Poirier. So I, I, I see no reason why they don't offer him a contract but at the same time he's not a huge draw but you'd think WME would kind of use his name uh, alongside Conor McGregor to uh, keep him in the UFC uh, he's got a good record the guy hasn't lost to uh, I mean Poirier isn't uh, the way Poirier beat him he be I mean he beat him down and won the decision and took him down and so I mean that's kind of like eh, I don't know but We'll see. I hope he sticks around in the UFC. Bellator might come uh, come calling though, because he does have that McGregor tag. Uh, he does have an impressive resume, and he's got you know the black belt in taekwondo, uh, the uh, pro professional boxing background, um, the black belt in Japanese jiu-jitsu. The guy is really talented, and um, calling. I bet you uh, they they give a better offer. Than uh, the UFC does, so uh, I believe this is his last fight on his contract. So we'll have to uh, pay attention to that uh, and see where that goes. Uh, after that fight, you know, I don't really know where to place Duffy. I I really don't know who I'd like to see him fight in the lightweight division after that. Um, maybe maybe someone like uh, Lando Lando Venata. Um, coming off that loss, he's a he's got a name. He's got a following, and uh, that might be an interesting fight. Maybe maybe they could do that because I think uh, I don't know. It just seems like Duffy cleans all these no name guys up, and the one 
the one name he uh, he fought was Boye, and he lost pretty convincingly to him, and he's had two pretty convincing wins since then. So, um, Venata's a name, and uh, that might be an interesting fight. Maybe what the what we'll see. Maybe if he uh, resigns his contract, maybe the UFC will think about doing that. But uh, in this era, I don't. I really don't know. Every card. Every fight seems to be kind of like a what? <laughs> like, uh, I was pretty surprised they did uh, Manawa versus Corey Anderson, actually. And uh, Manawa was saying that nobody wanted to fight him and that no one would accept the fight. So, um, apparently Anderson stepped up to the plate and uh, signed. And I uh, didn't end up, didn't end out, uh, I mean, he got paid, but he, uh, it wasn't the uh, best ending for him, or even uh, a good ending at all for him. It was terrible. <laughs> uh, first round KO, obviously. Oh man, he just Manawa just shut his lights off with that lead left hook. I, it's 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 really scary, and I think a lot of people are overlooking that jab um, right before he landed that hook. You'll see, uh, actually, Dan Hardy in the commentary was talking uh, talking about how Anderson, with his takedown, uh, with his takedowns, that he, he was doing a couple takedown feints, kind of fake, fake and low um, and going high, and Hardy actually timed it pretty well and said he may be looking for that uppercut with uh, off of a fake takedown, and uh, sure enough, he, he did exactly that, and... Uh, when he threw the uppercut, Manawa caught him with a really, really stiff jab, and it uh, it put Corey Anderson straight down on one knee. And I think a lot of people took that as just uh, him being off balance, or maybe I don't know. Maybe they thought that that was part of his takedown. I don't know, but everybody kind of like overlooked that. I think Manawa really, really stung him with that jab and nearly put him out with it. Um, I mean, it sat him down on it. It put him down on his knee. I mean, granted, he popped right back up. But then we saw the very next strike, the very next hook that Manawal landed, just put put his lights out, and he, I mean, it put him out. He he completely fell to his side. Uh, if you go through and watch some of the uh, videos on YouTube of like Herb Dean or Big John McCarthy talking about the levels of the knockout, you'll see uh, they they say that there's like level one uh, where a guy gets knocked down they'll uh, put their hands back to brace their impact and then there's like level two where uh they they fall to their i believe they fall to their oh shit it's like when you fall to like your side or something like that like you're not supposed to fall to your side it's something you'd have to go 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 through youtube and watch it um whenever you fall to your side or fall completely back like that with outbreak bracing your impact at all like that's like the last level of knockout like he was completely out and uh that's just scary power by manawa he landed a lead, a lead jab and a lead hook um and he set the hook up beautifully because he did faint at anderson while anderson was circling and he uh it made anderson kind of paw out and uh, look to parry a strike and uh it, it actually opened his defense so manawa could land that lead hook it wasn't 100% flush, but it, it just caught him right. I mean, it just clipped him, and I, I don't think he really saw it coming either because it was a quick little, quick little hook. Um, just put him down. Uh, so, Manawa is, besides Rumble, the scariest guy uh, with the the most knockout power and light heavyweight. And it's honestly looking back on that fight, the Manawa. The, the Manawa and Anthony Johnson fight, it's, that's actually a mad, that's a crazy matchup, and, um, that wasn't even a matchup that I was that high on, or that excited about, and, uh, nowadays, you know, no one, I, I, I know a little more, I'm a little more, uh, up on the, up on the game, so, uh, if that were to happen today, I would, you know, I would be shaking up my boots, just so excited for that fight, uh, and, Anthony Johnson just put him down. I just showed him who the who the guy with the the most knockout power really was, and it was from the beginning of that fight to the end, it was really no question who uh, who the better fighter, or uh, at, at least the more uh, the more dominating 
fighter or with, with the most the most power for sure. I mean, he came out and immediately started landing, immediately got Manawa back. Um, gosh, could you imagine? Uh, could you? I don't think Manawa is talking about a title shot right now, and I just don't think that's that's definitely not warranted in my opinion. He just beat Anders Corey Anderson, who I don't even think is uh, ranked in the top ten. Uh, maybe he's ranked number nine or number ten, but he definitely isn't a top five guy. I don't think there's any reason he should get a title shot after beating Corey. Uh, definitely not. Uh, not with John Jones, Lumen. Uh, not with Cormier and DC. Or Cormier and DC. That's that's retarded. Uh, uh, Cormier and uh, Johnson set the fight. I just uh, definitely not. They can't because uh, I mean, then you got uh, what if Johnson wins and then. Jones comes back. Uh, I don't think Manuel already said he doesn't want to fight Jones. It just, I mean, he he threw the steroid thing out there, uh, pretty much alluding that you know Jones popped for steroids, so he doesn't want to fight fight him because he's a cheat. And uh, and then he kind of backpedaled and said uh, that he, you know, he respects him, but you know he can't be doing steroids. It was it was kind of funny. Um, and I'm pretty sure everyone, all the media, Dana White, has all, everyone has said that um, this wasn't a, a steroid deal. I mean, I think he got popped for some sort of, uh, they said it was an estrogen blocker, which is related to steroid use. But uh, I think people are giving them the benefit of the doubt because I think they actually did test some stupid dick pills or something that he was taking from some gas station. Uh, and they had the the same same chemical in it, so uh, they're kind of. I think they're letting him off, and he should be done in July. Uh, I mean, if it was if he didn't get uh, that little exemption, or it's not an exemption, I don't think, because he still had a rec retroactive suspension. But if I mean, they obviously were lenient on him, because he would have had a two-year suspension. If they didn't find that chemical, I don't know. You know, it's. I don't know. He should be back in July. I'm excited to see him fight the winner. Uh, I don't know if they're going to have him do a warm up fight. I'm pretty sure he only does a title fight. So, I don't think Manuel gets a title fight. I think he's got to beat one more person. And then, uh, and then they'll talk about a title shot. But, uh, he's calling for it a little too early. Uh, and then uh, he called out some some boxer, I think some British or some some guy from London, uh, who's supposed to be a really heavy hitter. He he said he wanted to fight on the undercard of Mayweather, Mayweather versus McGregor. So I, I thought that was interesting. Uh, everybody's trying to take these little uh, side business routes nowadays to make some more money and uh, market themselves. So I, I thought that was kind of funny. Um. Uh, what else? We had, Then we had uh, Brad Pickett versus Marlon Vera. Uh, that was a catchweight fight. And I believe uh, it was because uh, Vera was a, a last-minute replacement. I think five to seven days. And uh, so they, they agreed to a 140-pound catchweight fight. And uh, Pickett was dominating, in my opinion. He, was, he, was, he definitely won 10-9. Uh, the, the first two rounds, 10-9. And so he was up two rounds. I believe he was winning the third round. So I think he was pretty much coasting to a 30-27 uh, unanimous decision, in my opinion. Uh, Vera did turn it up a little bit in that third round. So uh, maybe it was split up until uh, the KO. Marlon Vera uh, just you know, head-kicked Pickett, kicked him right in his face, um, dropped him. Pickett didn't go out cold. But he was, yeah, I mean, he was flat on his back. Vera it was really composed about the finish. He came up, landed two really, really mean hammer fists. And uh, I'm happy the ref was there because Pickett's so tough that he, he really probably would have scrambled. And I don't think he would have been able to come back. I think he would have just taken more damage. So I think the ref, I think it was a good, it was a really, really good stoppage. I mean, Vera was hammer hammering on Pickett's face. So uh, I don't think there's any argument there that it was a good, good or uh, it was definitely a good stoppage. But you know, some people argue Pickett has one of the you know 
craziest chins, is notorious for coming back uh, in those situations. But, you know, the guy's retiring for a reason. He, he just doesn't need that much. He doesn't need any more damage. So, really sucks. He was definitely going to win. He, uh, he was on his way to winning a unanimous decision and uh, just got caught with a minute left of the third round. So, that sucks. Uh, in his hometown in front of everybody. Um, but, uh, you know, props props to Dan Hardy. He saved that because Pickett was looking pretty distraught there for a moment. He was looking really, uh, re- really down on himself. And I don't know. Uh, it seemed like he had a lot of pressure on him. And, he, of course, he was disappointed. But Dan Hardy kind of uh, t- took the, the lead and told him, Yo, there's absolutely nothing to be disappointed about. You've you've had one of the best careers, one of the most memorable careers uh, in in the UFC, and definitely like who's got a more memorable career than uh, Brad Pickett in the bantamweight division? I mean, you got Dominic Cruz, um, and you got Dominic Cruz. I mean, I can't I can't even think of anybody who's that relevant in the bantamweight division that I can be like, that guy's a legend. Um, obviously, Demetrius Johnson fought in bantamweight for a while, but you know he's a flyweight king now. Uh, he got he got bully beat down out of the <laughs> bantamweight division. Um, Brad Pickett beat him, and so Dan Hardy just he really saved that. He, I mean, he didn't save it; it wasn't ruined or anything like that. But he he handled it really professionally, and I thought he. Uh, he did a good job um, showing and letting Pickett know that, you know, there was nothing that he needed to, you know, feel bad about. So, uh, shout out to Dan Hardy. Uh, that, that guy's awesome. I love his commentary. I love his breakdowns and his uh, uh, analysis of the fights that he does. Um, spectacular. So, uh, I think he's been talking about a comeback fight. Uh I know that he only wants big money fights. He's he's a name. He's built an analyst career. Um, he's not just a fighter at this. You know, people know him. Some people know Dan Hardy as the analyst guy, not even as a fighter. A lot of people don't even realize that you know this guy fought GSP. He he was knocking people out. He was talking talking mad trash coming up to coming up the rankings, and uh, he fought GSP for five rounds. Nearly got his arm torn off, and. Uh, I don't know, I, you know, I didn't really follow his career too much after that. Um, I kind of had a hiatus from MMA just there for probably a year and a half, two years. Um, but, yeah, he's he's been talking about a comeback, so uh, that'd be interesting. I know the guy's always in shape. He's obviously really high fight IQ. Um, him and Dominic Cruz are, like, the two fighters that stand out in my mind as the most, like, with the highest fight IQ, with the best knowledge, at least, like, they're, they're definitely the best at, like, communicating that, um, but when you can, can communicate, I mean, there's plenty of intelligent fighters, and, uh, no one can really break down these fights, and they don't see the little things that these guys seem to see, so, uh, I don't know, him coming back, if he's in good shape, I'd like to see it, um, just like with GSB, I, I think he's gonna come back and be phenomenal, um, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't call him the favorite over Michael Bisbeing like he is in the odds right now, um, just because of size, and, uh, Michael's got the ridiculous takedown defense, uh, and he's just gritty as hell, and, uh, great boxing, um, but, <sighs> GSP is just so dominant with his wrestling, and if he's taking this time, he's one of those guys that I think could take time off and actually come back better. Um, obviously, a lot of people, pretty much everyone agrees that ring rust is real. Um, there's just a couple of guys out there that really say that it's not. But uh, GSP took a lot of punches in his last fight, last couple fights. Uh, so, I don't know. We'll see. Michael Bisping punches people a lot. So, I don't know how to, I don't know how to pick that fight. They need to, they need to hurry up and announce a date for it. Um, they're definitely holding that whole division up, and, uh, they need to pay Yol, and, uh, maybe, maybe even Jacare. I think those, those two could both, uh, 
I mean, those both deserve a title shot right now. I mean, you'll obviously beat Jacare, so he's next in line. Um, he's first. But, I mean, those uh, – I'd prefer those two over GSP any day, but I'm not mad at the fight. It's it's GSP coming back. I mean, the guy dominated 170 for years and years. Uh, we, we wanted him to fight Anderson Silva back in the day, and now everybody's mad that we're actually getting super fights and money fights. So, I don't know. You can be a purist – but, yeah, I mean, you ain't got to be a, a Puritan and uh, a, a bitch about it. <laughs> I mean, just it, just enjoy the entertainment. It'll be all right. I mean, Mayweather versus McGregor, it'll be all right, guys, if it happens. I mean, fuck. Uh, I mean, it's all entertainment at the end of the day anyways. It's uh, to sit around and act like this is all just sport. That's, you know, it's kind of a joke because... You know, I've seen some of the best fighters in the world not get a lick of respect or attention or, you know, never sold a fucking pay-per-view in their lives or even headline a pay-per-view. And uh, so to say that this isn't uh, entertainment over sport, that's kind of ridiculous. And in all combat sports, you know, that's why, they, that's why they're throwing all these interim belts on there because we like drama and we like stakes on, on things. Uh, that's why we like... People who uh, start shit, and we like watching dramatic fights like that. Uh, we like there to be something invested in the fight. And um, Mayweather versus McGregor—that's going to be entertainment. There's going to be so much money involved. Like I don't, I don't know. It's annoying. All the news is annoying. But um, everybody complaining about how oh this fight shouldn't happen. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, this fight should happen. That shit would be a tragedy if it didn't happen. So. Uh, it's just a matter of time before they announce it. Um, it I'm not saying it's going to be anytime really soon that they're going to announce it, but it, it's going to happen. There's just like even when you got Dana White saying, uh, finally coming out and saying that there's just too much money there for it not to happen. You know it's going to happen. So sorry about that tangent, but uh, you know it's going to happen. There's a lot to talk about. Um, even though uh, it's, it's been pretty. I think in the last couple months, it's been pretty dead, uh, MMA news-wise. It's just been kind of slow. Um, I think it's because the new owners have kind of, you know, uh, shit on a couple things, and it's kind of, it's definitely, uh, you know, they're definitely taking a couple steps back before they, uh, see any real improvements, and, uh, I don't know if we ever really will. Uh, you got a couple people in, in MMA media talking about uh, WME is out flipping UFC and if they're flipping it then that means they're just going to come in and do a couple things that uh, you know they're just going to try and put on nothing but money fights I, I saw that they had a really high uh, attendance and gate for this London card it was like 15 plus thousand maybe 16,000 people in attendance uh, 2 million dollars in gate um, that's pretty damn good so um, if they if they keep drawing in numbers and uh, they find somebody who is willing to uh, take over the ship and actually run it uh, correctly and have a real like I don't I don't think I don't know what there's I know their business model is entertainment but it doesn't seem like they're putting on the best shit because the fights they're putting on they think are entertaining and then they're dog shit fights and they're not even entertaining so I don't know. We'll see. I hope they get their shit together. Man, uh, hopefully they do flip it because if they do sell it off, maybe we'll get a an owner that's really invested, like uh, you know, like the Fertitas or Dana, one of those fuckers. Kind of pissed they sold it, but what do you do? <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, it sucks. Brad Pickett lost his retirement fight, but you know what can you do? I'm sure he'll uh, be coming back and two years anyways like all the rest of them they just can't stand uh the thought of not competing and they're just you know they're busy bodies they all keep they all keep training anyways and I, they just and i think that keeps their drive to compete also you know they're never going to stop training they're never going to stop being involved in the mma game so it's just kind of hard for them to just you know die down in that world so uh I'm sure we'll see him back, dude, honestly. Um, especially having such an unsatisfying finish. He'll probably be back. So don't uh don't bet on this being his last fight. 
uh, the co-main event, uh, I actually, uh, I should be going through my picks, um, since we had, uh, UFC live events, uh, Joe Duffy, I had, uh, Joe Duffy KOTKO in the second round, he, uh, he, he won a decision, so, uh, I got the fighter right, uh, and that's it, so how many points is that, 300 points for that, and, uh, Pickett versus Vera, uh, obviously wrong, so no points. I'd pick it. KO, TKO, second round. That was that was more of a community pick, I think. But uh, I was pretty close on the Nelson pick. I had uh, Nelson submission third round, and uh, he got it down to the second against Joe Ban. Um, you know, I thought Joe Ban was going to put up a way better fight than he did. I, I thought his striking was, you know, he has really good striking, definitely. But I think he, after seeing this and uh, going back and watching his fight against Albert Tumanov, it's pretty clear that he just doesn't deal with pressure very well. And Nelson just kind of came out, stood, you know, got right in front of him, kept leaping in with some strikes, was pretty much piecing him up on the on the feet, uh, got it, got him to the ground about two, three, probably three minutes in. And uh, maintain top control for like I, I believe the rest of the round. And uh, you know he had mount, and he has that really wide, sprawled out base when he's on top of you. Uh, and he keeps his chest really close to you so that you can't, you know, you can't create any space so that you can, you know, hip escape and um, th he just doesn't allow it. And uh, so he's got he's got one of the most suffocating top games in all of uh, the whole UFC. Um, so if he gets you to the ground, I mean, everybody knows it's uh, it's just not a good deal. You're probably going to get finished. But uh, I figured Joe Ban being a brown belt under Eddie Bravo, um, not directly under Eddie Bravo, I'm sure, but uh, under his system in 10th Planet Jiu-Jitsu, I thought he would do a little better, but it just shows you um, the level that Nelson's at with his top his top game, he, Joe Ban just never really had a chance, and uh, so he survived that first round, uh, came out in the second round, and it was, you know, same deal, Nelson got right in his face, started firing off some strikes, um, he's not a, he's, he's not a high output guy, he's a, he's an accuracy guy, he likes to go in, throw one shot, connect, get out, and that's exactly what it did, what he did, he had, uh, Joe Bands back against the fence, landed a, uh, oh, he just leapt in with a straight right, and it looked like it hit him kind of like on the forehead, um, yeah, I thought it was like a forehead, uh, a forehead strike, and, um, it was kind of a delayed reaction, he, uh, he leapt in, hit him, bounced out, and, uh, Joe Band just, his equilibrium, it took him a second, but his, his legs completely just left him. And uh, he was just, you know, flopping around on, the, on his feet for a second. Kind of fell up against the fence, curled up, and, uh, and you know, started blocking his head. And uh, it set up a, a high kick by Nelson. It landed, but uh, most of it was most of it was blocked by uh, Nelson. Um, and then uh, being Gunnar Nelson, just the calmest guy in the cage, one of the calmest guys I've ever seen in the cage. He's just so like my thought. Yeah, he, uh, he just decided to go for the choke and uh got his got his hands around his neck uh for guillotine and just snapped him down and uh joe ban rolled a bit and nelson put his leg over him had his leg across him and uh turned with him and uh just you know choked him out and it was just clinical it was just a clinical performance by him joe ban never really had a chance in this fight uh he never there was the only thing I really saw him doing successful was his uh, he was chewing up that lead leg there for for a little bit uh, the lead leg of Nelson's uh, with leg kicks. But other than that, he just couldn't get any of his office offense going, and uh, that was just due to Gunnar Nelson's uh, constant forward pressure, and uh, he's really good with distance. He he, he stands he's kind of like Connor, you know, it's obviously because they, they train together, they both got that really wide kind of karate style 
uh, in the stand-up game, and they they both stand like in that striking distance, like they're they're at range, but they're just out. They're almost like they're not they're 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 like just outside of stri- like boxing range. So uh, it, it puts pressure on the guy, and the guy usually feels like he has to throw, and it, like they usually can uh, sit back and slip and then counter or they can just leap in because they're they're just outside of range and um, it usually puts pressure on their guys that the, the guys that they're fighting and um, it works to their advantage and they're, they're really good at executing it it's exactly what he did here he was just out of range left in struck him with the right hand uh, his legs left him um, kicked him and then just cinched in the choke and that was all he needed in the pre- in the presser, he uh, they asked him why he you know because the knockout was kind of there for the taking, and uh, most guys would just flurry and throw a bunch of hooks and try and get him out of there for the TKO. And uh, Nelson kind of jokingly said, you know, the, he, the guy's a model. He doesn't he doesn't need to he doesn't need to take any more damage. Sorry guys, this is uh, I'm on call. Just work, no biggie. Uh, so yeah, um, he said that there was really no need for him to uh, do any more damage to him. But that's not—he wasn't really thinking that. It's just that's his fight IQ. He—he uh, he immediately goes to his strengths. He knew that he was, you know, going to have to exert a bunch of uh, energy, and it would have been kind of flaily and sloppy if he would have uh, just kind of wailed off on the guy and uh, to try and get him out like that. So he just went to his strengths and uh, decided to go with jujitsu instead of uh, a sloppy, sloppy finish, and that just shows you the kind of guy Nelson is. Um, one of the most technical guys in the division. So uh, I'd like to see him get uh, a higher uh, ranking opponent in his next fight. Um, let's go through it. Like, who could he fight next? Um, what are the rankings like? Let's let's go see. I believe, I believe he's ranked. Maybe, maybe just in the top fifteen, though. He might not even be a top ten guy. Really impressive finish, though. <clears throat> Appreciate it if you guys. Uh, Smack a like on this video. Uh, make sure you subscribe so you can get all my future content. And uh, comment. let me know what you guys thought of the card. Um, give me some tips on what you think I could do with uh, this podcast to improve it a little bit. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, just make sure you subscribe. I'll be doing lots of fight breakdowns, fight recaps, and uh, recreations. Um, I'm going to do the uh, Jimmy Manawa and uh, Corey Anderson fight recreation I'm going to try and uh, knock Anderson out in uh, the first like I think I think he did it with like two minutes left Uh, I'll go back and look and be a little more specific before I start but that's the only one I can do today because three of the four fighters or uh, three guys just aren't in the game so I can't actually uh, recreate those fights so I uh, can't really find the ranking for Gunnar Nelson. Let's be a little more specific. UFC welterweight rankings. I'd like to see him get a a good name. Maybe someone like Robbie Lawler. Maybe that would be that'd be a really fun and really inter- interesting fight. Okay, these uh, rankings. This is from. RankingMMA.com. I don't know if this is the best source. I should probably be going off of UFC, but it just popped up on Google, so we'll roll with it. They got Gunnar Nelson at number nine, and uh, I believe that's after his win over uh, Alan Joban. Maybe not. Maybe he was number nine before. Uh, so you got Masvidal fighting. Uh, oh man. Who the hell is he fighting? Who is he fighting? Damn it! Sorry, guys. Jorge 
my sweet dog. Oh yeah, Durr. He's fighting uh, Damian Maya, which is a really, really dangerous fight for Damian Maya. Just, I mean, due to the fact that he's shot guaranteed, he shouldn't fight anybody unless it's for the belt. And I mean, I know he doesn't want to sit out, and it sucks, but then he'll probably just keep leapfrogged out. Uh, he can easily beat Jorge if he gets ground everyone knows that but i think it's really hard to get that guy to the ground <laughs> so, and uh if you don't get around he's gonna knock you out i mean he knocked donald Cerrone out effortlessly i mean it wasn't honestly it wasn't a fight in my opinion donald never had a chance and i actually i, I knew it just because donald he he doesn't deal well with pressure or uh guys with good boxing especially guys with good straight punches he can't deal with it so uh, I don't know. I don't know what the deal with that. The deal with that fight is. Um, I think he's pretty crazy <laughs> uh, for taking that fight. Damian Maya is. So I don't. I don't know who Gunner fights next. Jorge's lined up with someone. Um, I want to say Magny's got a fight. Uh, I could be wrong. But uh, they're not going to do Stephen Thompson. They're not going to give him a title shot. Obviously. Maybe they give him Robbie Lawler, um, or Magny, if he's willing to wait a while, uh, maybe he does fight, uh, shit, maybe even Donald Cerrone after his loss to Jorge, maybe they do that, man, I could get down for that fight, yeah, I could get down for that, I'd have Gunner in that fight all day, sad, that's sad, because Cowboy is my dude, and I was really excited for him to go up to 170, but I don't know how I don't like how he matches up. Just looking at those top guys, I don't like the way he matches up with Gunner, Jorge. Oh, well, obviously we already know how that matchup went. Um, I think he could beat Neil in a hard fought fight, though. I he ain't, I don't think he's KO or in a TK on Neil. Uh, he ain't head kicking that dude's tall ass. Um, Carlos, that dude's just not fight fighting. Uh, Damien's fighting Jorge. Shit, I think they they should do Gunner versus Lawler or Gunner versus Cerrone. So we'll see where they go from here. Uh, and then uh, yeah, I already went over the main event a little bit, but uh, I do want to check my points real quick on this fight. So. uh I got the uh, winner and the method correct, uh, so that's 500. I'm I'm at 800. I don't think I'm gonna even get a, a regular pack for this one because I completely was wrong on the main event. I thought Anderson was gonna do a lot better with his wrestling. Um, I thought he was gonna be able to close the distance a little better with his striking to get a takedown, but he said in the post presser that Manawa's takedown defense was just a lot better than he expected um and he did have a couple pretty deep shots on a single leg that he, he wasn't able to complete so I, I see what he's saying in that in that regard but you know I just I thought he was dictating the round but you could tell Manawa was just sitting back in stalking and look he had his feet completely planted he was flat-footed ready to he was just loaded the whole time, ready to uncork some, and uh, I think he just knew against this guy that he that he just needed to hit this guy like once. And uh, looking back on it, Anderson doesn't have the best chin. Um, he's actually got a pretty questionable chin, and he just uh, it was obviously all going to come down to if he could get Manawa down. And I thought his striking was going to be uh, decent enough to get get it to his range to get him to the ground um i actually thought this was a pick em fight uh, the odds were pretty close i think i know manawa was definitely the uh favorite um and Corey was like a 110 uh underdog or something like that but it was a pretty close uh fight uh, odds wise and uh i agree with that because i think you know it's, it's just whoever shows up and uh I should have gone with Manawa just due to the fact that it was 
you know, hometown. Uh, it was in London, and he just came off that vicious knockout of OSP. He's got a lot of momentum, and uh, Anderson, he's still got a lot of things to develop. He needs to pack on some size, like he said. Um, he's a big 6'3 guy, but he said he was 300 pounds at one point, so... You can see he's really soft where he needs to he needs to pack in some weight and uh that's one thing I'll say about Manawa. Uh he looks I can I can see a clear difference between his fight with Rumble and now uh he's packed in some muscle. Like he doesn't look too much bigger, but he looks way more solid. Um and I, I don't know if uh, he must have just increased his strength. Uh, strength training so he looked uh, like he was having problems with rumble strength in in the striking game and uh, just in the the little grappling exchanges they had which is crazy dude because that just shows you how strong rumble is because Manoa is this clear clear second uh, most powerful striker in light heavyweight division and he got discharged by Anthony and he pretty much got bullied the whole time, so uh, he's he's packed on some weight, and I think it's done him good. I think he uh, he had some problems with OSP in the first round, um, but then he, he OSP gassed and he uh, finished him with the same lead hook he finished Anderson with. Uh, people are overlooking that jab, the the jab right before the knockout hook. He he put Anderson down on one knee. And uh, I think Anderson was damn near out just from that jab alone. It's perfectly timed. Um, and scary, scary puncher. So I would love to see him fight anybody but Anthony Johnson because I don't think it. I think that fight ends exactly the same way every single time. Um, looking back on it, that is a crazy matchup. I'm surprised that they uh, let that one go or that that actually one came to fruition because the two clear most devastating power punchers in the division with like they hit people they like they're everyone's got knockout power everyone can hit you on the chin and knock you out but they always hit you on the chin and knock you out that's the difference between people like mcgregor and chuck liddell and uh you know rumble johnson and Manawa. they just always hit you so um it's a different type of power it's it's a technique thing and uh Manoa is going to be hard to beat, so um, I'll go through the light heavyweight division. I believe I know them all off the top of my head. Um, you got Cormier at champ, uh, Johnson, I believe, uh, Gustafson. Uh, shit, who's who's below that? I mean, it's it's pretty thin right now. There's like Manoa contending for the title, Jones, uh, and then Johnson. Those are the only three people that I can really think of being in title contention right now. Um, no one comes to mind. So uh, we'll go through the rankings and see who who he may fight next. Um, some people were talking to Shara. Um, I think that would be a fun fight. I think he uh, knocks to Shara out in the first round. Because Teixeira takes a lot of strikes, and uh, his chin has been pretty suspect lately, especially after that uh, that 13 second knockout by Johnson, um, by Anthony Johnson. Uh, I, I I don't see him getting out of the first round with uh, Manawal. Once again, rankingmma.com. Uh, should probably go off a different source, but I'll do a little more research next time. I know UFC is pretty slow about up updating their uh, rankings. So yeah, well, you got uh, Cormier, Johnson, Gustafson, and uh, Manawa at four, and then Teixeira is down there at five. Maybe they do Jimmy Manawa and Gustafson. If they do that fight, um, it'd be a rematch. Gustafson beat him the first time. Uh, and that that that's one thing that you got to note. Jimmy Manawa is 17 and two. He's only lost two fights: one to Anthony Johnson, and the other to Alexander Gustafson. Those are two of the best fighters in in the whole division, and uh, they beat everybody. So, 
um, they're not bad losses at all. But it does kind of show you that he, you know, he's lost to the really elite fighters that he's fought. He's lost to. So I I don't like his chances in rematch. I don't like his chances in a Johnson uh, rematch, and I don't like his chances in a Cormier fight. Um, he's shown good takedown defense, but Daniel Cormier is a whole other type of wrestler. I just, I don't think anyone, John Jones defended his takedowns, but I think at one point Cormier still did get him down. Um, he's just a whole other type of guy. I, he, he wrestles heavyweights and he trains and takes down heavyweights all day, every day, and uh, has been for the last, you know, decade or two. So, uh, Cormier doesn't get the respect that he should. Um, um, that's just due to the fact that we all saw John Jones beat him, and, uh, we know he's, he, he would get beat by John Jones again, and, uh, that's, that's just, that's just the fact of it, and, uh, if he does beat John Jones one day, then we'll all sing his, uh, his praises, we'll, we'll definitely, uh, he'll definitely get that respect that, that day, um, because uh, people love John for being a bad boy and being the best, and uh, but people also like to see people lose. You know that's why you see people ragging on him every time he fucks up. Uh, the day that John Jones loses a, a fight legitimately, not uh, not by fucking disqualification due to uh, twelve to six elbow. Well, Jesus, I don't even get started on that. Uh, <laughs> Jesus, yeah, for real, that that'll fuck my whole day up. Um, if he loses to Daniel Cormier legitimately, then yeah, Cormier will be, uh, you know, he'll get all the respect of the world. But it's just the fact that he's praying around like he, you know, he's the clear champ. He is the clear champ. Uh, there's no one else there right now. But, you know, there's a guy looming in the shadows that we already know beat him and he's coming back anyways. So people don't like it. You know, I like Cormier. I don't, I don't agree with the booze and shit, but it's whatever, you know. Uh, MMA fans are kind of, uh, I don't want to say dumb, but kind of, I don't know, they're a little, uh, I don't know, they, they have this mob mentality, so one person boos, oh, boo, boo you stink, Judge Oates whooped your ass, then it's uh, an immediate, uh, you know, mob mentality deal where everybody's like, yeah, he sucks, he's not the real champ, blah, 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 but really, I mean, the guy five hard rounds with him yeah it was a it was a pretty good fight john jones clearly won but beat his ass he didn't i mean cormier wasn't beat up and he wasn't bloodied and all fucked up after the fight it was it was a good fight so um one we'll see the rematch hopefully um right i think manawa fights gustafson or uh maybe they do Teixeira. maybe they do Shogun in WME era, I would not even doubt if they did Shogun after his last win over Volante. Not at all would I, I, actually, they might do that because I don't know where Gustafson's at right now. I know he beat Black, Blachowicz, or Blackowitz, however you say it. I don't know, guys. I think they should match Manawap Gustafson again for a rematch, but... I think it goes the same way. They, I think they're going to do Teixeira or Shogun, to be honest. One of those two fights are the ones that you should probably look forward to for Jimmy Manawa. So, I guess we will go ahead and try and do a fight recreation of Manawa versus Anderson. Uh, can't do it through live events. Just going to go through the fight now section. Uh, so I think we got a while till the next UFC pay-per-view or the next card. Take a look real quick. I believe it's been UFC 210, Cormier versus Johnson. But that is a while. That's like, yeah, that sounds right. That's like 10, 18 days away, I believe. Man, that's a long time. So they gave us three straight weeks of UFC to give us, what, like two and a half weeks off? Mm-hmm. Next card, UFC 210, Cormier versus Johnson. Um, I'm, I'm excited for the card, but I truly... 
I'm not going to say that I'm positive Cormier is going to beat Johnson in the same way. I mean, obviously, I'll go over it more in my breakdown of that card. But I do think... I do think it's going to be the same fight. I think Johnson's going to land good strikes on him. I think he, people are going to ooh and ah. And, uh, you know, uh, pretty much, you know, I think he's going to hurt him. And uh, Lance and get the crowd on his side. And then... Uh, Probably get taken down the same way, and uh, probably lose that that same same fashion as the uh, the first fight. He might not get choked out, but not, maybe I think so. I think it's gonna happen the same way. But uh, then on the other hand, Anthony Johnson has landed on him. He punches everyone in the face. He always lands good strikes. Uh, wouldn't doubt if he knocked Cormier out. I mean, he was really close the first time, so. It's not uh, it's not too crazy to think that he might do that. Ah, uh, Manawa, and I am looking for Corey Anderson. Alright, let's get it going. Okay. So yeah, we got Johnson and Cormier fighting in the main event, and uh, Chris Weidman versus. Musasi in the co-main event. Who else is on that fight? Or on that card? Got Patrick Cote fighting Tiago Alves. Uh, Will Brooks farting. Farting. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, you got Will Brooks fighting Charles Oliveira. Uh, Miles Jury fighting Mike Delator. So, it's not the best card for my money, to be honest. But uh, there are plenty of ways to uh, get a hold of these streams. <laughs> so uh, definitely check back. Uh, make sure you subscribe so you can get my fight breakdown of UFC 210. Um, it'll be a while till I do that, uh, but it'll be coming. And uh, of course, I'll be doing recaps and all that. So. We're gonna see if we can knock Corey Anderson out in the first round with the lead left hook. Uh, I think three minutes in. It's always hard to call your shot in this game, of course, but you know we'll see. Manawa's got some ridiculous hands in this game. Ooh, jeez, that didn't take long. Should probably be a little more realistic and just kind of sit back, but then uh, I run the risk of not being able to finish him when I want. <laughs> I want to try and do it cleanly and uh, really floor him with the lead left hook. Wait, is he fucking? Peter is like egging me on. Oh, So if you haven't already, uh, follow me on Twitter at uh, at Fight Fans Game, uh, Fight Fans with an S. Um, I'm gonna try and get a hold of that Fight Fan Gaming Twitter. Uh, they don't have any followers or not using or anything, so maybe I can uh, get a hold of that somehow. But uh, right now it's Fight Fans Gaming with an S. Uh, follow me there and uh, follow me uh, on Twitch at Fight Fan Gaming. I'd really appreciate it. And uh, I also plan on getting this uploaded in podcast format. Uh, I, do, I need to upgrade my my router, get a couple better uh, things of equipment, like a better mic, and plan on uh, hooking up like a little studio area to, to do these. But um, right now I'm only on podcast or... Uh, Cast box. You can download the app on Android and iTunes. Uh, it's it's a podcast app. Uh, really, really convenient. Really easy to upload episodes to. So as of right now, it's all I'm on. I plan on getting on uh, the Play Store and iTunes as soon as I can. Obviously, I need to get more content out, some more, uh, some higher quality content. And uh, so hopefully one day I'll have that all set up, and uh, you guys can follow on there. Right now, one cast box, fight fan gaming. Alright, so we can't get.
press him up against the fence. I mean, it's not too important. If I, oh, I get the finish. I just want to knock him out in the, in the first round, you know. Uh, preferably with the lead left hook, but this game is really funky with the, the damage system. It's rare that you get, like, a flash knockout with strikes, which is really sad because sometimes I put together combos that are just, like, deadly that would knock someone out in a real MMA fight. Like cold, but they don't really do that in this game. You always got to get on top and finish them. prediction I wasn't able to complete the fight uh, how I wanted I, mainly because of you know I suck at uh, grappling in this game offensively anyways um, and he just seemed to have pillow hands and uh, I just couldn't really do any damage to Manawa yeah Manawa's got good takedown defense in the game also for sure so got a minute left finish it. Give myself a little leeway. Um, these fight recreations are going to be really hard to do live, so uh, we'll see. It was a lead left hook too, so I should be fighting this stand. So, um, subscribe. Uh, I mean, the quality of these podcasts should only go up. Like I said, I'm I'm looking into uh, creating a little studio area so that I can have better sound quality and um, better lighting and all that. Um, be able to pull the key out my background, whatever you know, uh, whatever I want to be able to do. Uh, I plan on increasing the quality of the podcast uh, exponentially over time. So. Stick around. Should uh, should be seeing uh, a lot of improvements. Uh, so, obviously, this isn't completely what happened, but we're gonna uh, try and knock him out anyways. Just have fun with it. The, the computer's always really slippery in this game. So good uh, parrying strikes for whatever. Throws me up big time right there. And got the takedown. Half guard, and we'll get a. Oh, wow, you're gonna block me from the bottom. Bikes being on his back, apparently. Get up. Nice. Let's see if we can't knock this dude out. I'd still like a lead left or a lead hook if it's to be left. It's his left his lead hook is me. He's finished his last two fights like that. But yeah, let me know what you guys thought of the fights. Leave some comments. Get up. can drop people off, like straight to their face, but the ref is never going to stop it unless you go and beat his ass. It's so rare. You have to soften someone up so much in this game to get uh, a flash knockout, and they have to have like no stamina when you hit him. It's got to be a counter. It, it, there's just no flash knockouts in this game. It's just really disappointing. All right, so that pretty much wraps up this uh, this fight recap. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the event. 
I really did. Uh, that some really good KOs. I mean, between Gunner dominating Joe Van and uh, I mean Brad Pickett's fight was entertaining. I mean he lost the way he did, but it was an entertaining fight. Um, you had uh, that uh, KO by Mark Mark Diaki Diakis or Di I don't know. Somebody let me know how that's pronounced. Uh, I'll do a little research, figure that out. Um, I'm sure I'll be hearing a lot of his name on the internet and stuff. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, so it was just a, a really entertaining card. Make sure you guys subscribe, get all my future content. I really appreciate it. Smack a like on it, guys. Later.